Hello everybody, I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Welcome back to another episode of the Relatable Voice podcast. Today, the RV is headed to Louisiana to speak with Jacob Gabarino. Jacob is a poet, author, and photographer. And his latest book of poetry, Leap, is out now. So, Jacob, welcome to the RV. Thank you for having me so much. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. Yes, it's a long way. <laughs> yes, ma'am. You travel all the way from Spain today. Yeah. So, Jacob, you are from Lake Charles, Louisiana. Yes, ma'am. What is your favorite thing about this city? Uh, I would say it would have to just be the Louisiana culture over around, like the Mardi Gras and the, really the food. You know, we're real known for the food, so... I would have to go with the food as well. I grew kind of tired of it after a while because I like, eating the same thing all my life. But I mean, there's still a lot of things that I enjoy, like gumbo and crawfish and all that other stuff. And baked jambalaya. Oh, yes, ma'am. Oh, have I you think, ever been to Louisiana? Yes, okay. I've been to New Orleans during carnival season. It was a long time ago. And Mardi Gras. Yes, ma'am. I love the customs, music. Food, of course. People, they are so festive. I really want to go back. So, Jacob, you are 21 years old. When did you first start writing? I mean, I always did kind of have a thing for writing. I always thought I was, like, naturally good at it. Mm -hmm. So I would write. I know we wrote our first poem, like, maybe seventh or eighth grade. And, uh, I mean, I wrote a little bit in high school but it was never nothing for myself it was always assignments mm -hmm. i wrote my first poem for myself that like, was an assignment the day i graduated high school like the exact same day of my graduation but i i had went to college and my first english class i had failed terribly so i was like maybe i'm not such a good writer mm -hmm. but i mean i just kept going it was something that just came back to me that i always enjoyed doing mm -hmm. and have you always thought about being an author like me publishing your own book not at all never mm -hmm. growing up I wanted to be like a musician and write music and I think maybe that's where it came from and uh so I was I would write poetry and there's this youtuber his name's Kane Carter he's, he's he was pretty big back then he still has a following and he ended up writing a book and it was like a 70 page little small book but it was so good mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I never thought that you can write. Because I always thought you had to write like a 300, 400-page book. And so I was like, man, I, I never thought about it like that. You know, it don't have to be no novel-sized book. And so as I started writing more poetry, that's when I was like, okay, like I have, I started, I, at one point I was at like 50 poems. And I was like, man, I mean, 30 more poems, I could probably chop this up and make something good out of it, you know. And that's where it came from. And you finally published your own book. Was it in 2022? Was in 2022? Yes, ma'am. So, yeah, I uh, 
I wrote it and everything last year, and I it took about well it it was supposed to release three days ago. I had a a couple issues, so I pushed it back. But it is out now, like you said. But I, yes, man, I, I mostly wrote it last year and finished it all up last year. It was everything was ready by pretty much yeah. by August. I had just took a little time to you know market it out a little bit. Actually, I love the cover. Yes, man, I love the cover. I love it. Well, yeah, I love the cover. I actually hired somebody and I I gave them an an entirely different idea. Well, actually, I, I paid for two covers, so I got the first idea that I wanted, and then I just gave them. I gave them like a quote or whatever, and I told them to write, to draw whatever. And that's the cover they came up with. And I was, that's the one I fell in love with that one as soon as I saw it. Actually, I saw it on Amazon today. And your book is entitled Leap. Yes, ma'am. Jacob, what inspired you to write this book? So I had always kind of struggled with what, so a lot of it was, a lot of the poems at the beginning are like heartbreaking self-confidence and insecurity and i knew that if i could show people like you know you can leap from that that you can come from heartbreak and insecurity and self-doubt and into more and falling in love with your passions and falling in love with yourself and then also finding love with you know an actual person and like actually having a, a good relationship with somebody that if i could write about that that it could help someone This is precious, to be able to help others. Yes, ma'am. And Jacob, you mentioned that you believe that this book can strike a conversation about trying to self-improve and move away from self-doubt. Yes, ma'am. So what was the moment in your life where you learned the difference between loving correctly versus caring love falsely? I think I think it's something we always kind of I think it's something everybody understands whether or not they like they follow their own advice and actually do that. And I mean, it just, I would have to say really understanding what you want to do and attacking that and like letting nothing get in your way, like not letting yourself get in your way anymore, which was something that I had done for a long time was, you know, oh man, I should have started this a while ago. Maybe I'd be way somewhere further. I'd be way better at it now, but it's just like, if you, there's a quote that says you could be great today, but instead you choose tomorrow. And I think that's something that really encapsulates what I try to talk about in this book. It's just, you know, starting and, you know, just doing it, following your passion. And what is the significance of the title Leap? And also the cover, what does the cover make let's start with the title of your book okay so the title leap is like i said it's like a leap from this this false way of love into a leap into a better way of understanding love and a better life for yourself so the first half of the book is like i like i said uh it starts with feeling lost and feeling heartbreak and hurt and insecurity And then in the middle, there's a, there's, you know, it's a one page that's just all about leap. And then you leap it into a love and then finding your passion, just understanding myself. Mm -hmm. And so the, the, the book cover, the original book cover was supposed to just be a, a kid leaping from like a desolate 
a desolate land into a, a more beautiful, you know, with flora and fauna everywhere. Like, it's just like a leap. But the one that she came up with, and the way I see it is just like, it's the spirit. You know, the, the boats represent a spirit. They're, the spirit is limitless. And it no matter where it goes, it's going to be complete. And nothing can destroy your spirit if you if you don't allow it to, you know? Mm. You've been writing poems for many, many years. And I see that you self-published this book. Yes, ma'am. I'm very familiar with this process. It's not easy. At least for me, I had some challenges. I had to learn how to format and download the book. So what did you find to be the most challenging part for you to publish this book? The most challenging part would definitely be like the formatting and like, because uh, I'm a like, I'm a very do it myself type of person. And I recently, I recently had an interview in the magazine and that's what I kind of talked about. And I was like, you know, I realized that, you know, sometimes it's just better to hire people or get a team who knows what they're doing because they're going to do it a lot better than you could have. And it's going to actually exceed your expectations. So I would say towards, I started writing a book in February and in August when I was kind of like finishing up the last couple poems and those poems were probably like the hardest to write because there was something I was really trying to get out and I just didn't know what to say. So I would, I would like go to the, I would go to the park and spend like four or five hours in the park, just trying to figure out what to, what to write, you know? And so once I, I did that, I tried to format the book myself. And so I spent like a half a day formatting the book and I thought I had it right. And then something was wrong with it. And then I tried to format it again and I messed it up even more. So that's when I decided to hire someone. Yeah. So that was like really the most challenging part. And it was probably like the part that kind of delayed me the most. And, but I really kind of, I seen it as, you know, God or whatever, trying to test how much that I actually wanted. Cause I could have like, I feel like the old me who before ever writing a book or ever feeling any type of, you know, self confidence in myself, I feel like if I would run into a speed bump like that, I probably would have just put the book away for a couple more months before trying to touch it again. But no, I just, I, I kept going and I, I didn't let that stop me. Did your parents uh, support you during the writing process? Oh, yes, ma'am. They, they did. They yeah. did a lot. They, uh, you know, and I, I think they're more proud of me now. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe, maybe they, I wouldn't say, they were never skeptical of it or anything. It's just like, You know, I don't know when you hear somebody just writing a book. I don't. I don't actually think they. I think it might exceed their expectations as well. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Jacob, what would be your advice to anyone who is looking to self-publish? I would say to do it. You know, don't let anything hold you back. If if you can't get a publisher, which wasn't my problem, I just decided to self-publish. But, you know, if you want to get a publisher and you can't self-publish, you know, if you just want to self-publish and you want to write a book for yourself, I would say do it. And if anything, you know, there's always Google. Google helped me so much on my on my journey to writing this book. So, yeah, I, I think that would be the best advice. Just do it and figure it out as you go along. Don't try to do too much at one time. Just take each step 
figure out what steps you need to take and take them in order and, you know, don't try to think too far ahead. Yeah, this is a great advice. Do not give up. This is the yes, first sir. thing. Some people just think about all the process like technology and also yeah. promotion. This comes after. Always finalize your book and then think about the other issues. Yeah, yeah I mean, because it can be very daunting, especially when you're writing a novel. You know, you got to write 300 pages. I actually started writing a novel for myself and I'm about 100. I'm a little over 100 pages in. But, you know, I've been writing it for a couple months now. So it's like, it could be very daunting. So I, I can understand, but I, I mean, you know, I wouldn't let that stop me. But, you know, so when people, they see that, you're like, man, I got to write 300 pages of a book and then I got to get a book cover. I got to get an editor. I got to get people to read the book, all this stuff. I can understand it's very daunting. But like I said, you know, if you take it one step at a time, you'll find it to be a lot better and a lot easier that way. Absolutely. And are you planning to write more books? Oh, yes, ma'am. I, I got, I, I have a few ideas. I'm, like I said, I'm writing one right now. So it be my first novel. And then I do have another idea for a poetry book. And then I have ideas for down the line that, you know, I, it's something I, I kind of want to flesh out more before I ever start writing those, those kind of books. So. And Jacob, is there a message you would like to leave our listeners today? Uh, if anything, I would, you know, I would say, let God, let love, you know, let that be everything that drives you in life is your passions, your love for people, your love for yourself. Because at the end of the day, that would get you further than anything else. It would bring you a lot more fulfillment. And, you know, follow your dreams, follow your passions. You know, I never thought I would write a book. But when the day I I, I thought about it and the day I, I made it a goal was the day that kind of changed my life. You know, I because I feel a lot more confident in myself now. And I feel I feel a lot more fearless than I've ever had before. So I would definitely give that kind of advice right there. And what would you would like your readers take away from your book? To kind of like, you know, forgive yourself. Because there's a lot of, in my book, there's a lot about uh, forgiveness. And, and, you know, a lot about, you know, forgetting your past and just worrying about what's now. And, and forgiving yourself for the mistakes that you have made. And knowing that if you let those things be a burden, then they'll hold you back. And I think that, like I said, I think that if you just choose the things that you love over everything else and you understand the true the true sense of love and not, you know, false love, you know, self-doubt, the lack of self-confidence. And if you really just choose yourself and that kind of love, it'll get you, it'll get you, it'll bring you a lot of fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And also imposter syndrome. Yeah, I've seen some yeah. people, sometimes they, they tell me, Lucia, it took me more than five years to decide to write a book or to, you know, start doing what I really want to do because I didn't trust myself. Yes, so is that something that you've ever suffered for, from? Was it like imposter syndrome and things like that? No, but I've been, no. I had some self-doubt. I interviewed five or six people who told me they were, suffering from imposter syndrome their whole life and the best mm -hmm. thing they did was to go ahead and don't hold back and start writing their books or go to a stage and 
speak, talk to others, but they didn't、mm-hmm. feel, of course, going to a stage and <laughs> speaking、yeah. to people that you've never met before is it's very difficult. But I, I definitely understand that because I mean, doing poetry has brought me. I had a I had a a, a big fear of you know s- public speaking, and I was. In high school, I was in the speech and debate team, and I quit the team because I knew that I, I wasn't going to be able to do it. I knew I wouldn't be able to speak in front of people. So when I started writing poetry, because out here there's not much to do here, and we don't have any poetry scene. So the you know I would have to go somewhere like New Orleans or Houston, Texas. So I would drive to Houston on Wednesdays because on Wednesday nights they have like open mics, and I've done a couple. I've done three now. And like I said, I'm starting to feel a lot better about it, but you know that stuff is very daunting. You know, I'd be up there, my hands shaking while I'm, you know, I'm speaking. I can imagine. Yeah. Congratulations. I appreciate.、You. Yes. Would you like to recite a short poem for us? Okay, this one's called Samurai. My mind is a friend, a double-edged sword, if not a weapon to wield. My day consists of perfecting my stance, finding a story to tell. Resting along along the river, striking with passion, sharpening my blade, reflections, haikus, writing poems in the water. Birds reflect there too, and the constant search for peace in this moment is where it shall be found. Beautiful. You feel as if you were a samurai now. Yes, yes, ma'am. And it, it's it, it's kind of like talking about you know, uh. You know, a lot, a lot of samurai and a lot of those people, you know, they practice finding peace. They take moments out for themselves, and they always, you know, hone in their craft. And that's that's something that I'm I'm big on, and that's something that I always would like to feel like. So, Jacob, where can we find you and your book online? So, you can find me on Instagram at Real Jacob Wade. You can find me on Facebook at Jacob Gabarino. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. Is a、uh, Apollo J J A Y, and you can find my book on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble. You can get it on Kindle. You can find it on Smashwords. You can find it on Kobo. You can find it on、uh, plenty of websites. Jacob, I'm super happy to give you this ride. You'll be featured on our magazine, The Relatable Voice, in February, and our listeners will be able to. See your book cover, as I told you, I love it. Also, yes, see your headshot and to find your socials as well. Yes, ma'am. Mardi Gras is on the door. Yeah, is in February. Yeah, yeah, it's right there. It's coming. It's real. It's real close. Yeah. So enjoy, and maybe one day I can go back to Louisiana. You were talking about food now. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry too. <laughs> so it's very nice to talk with you. Yes, I appreciate it so much. Thank you for having me on. Of course. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening, and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.